Men, the journey you have before you is great. The burden is heavy and the mission critical. Every evil that poses a threat is afraid of the man who is awake. The man that forges ahead despite the criticism. The man that is able to harness strength, might, and power to protect. The man that has studied the map and knows the destination. The man that is unashamed to say no and guides his family against the current of culture. The man who willingly endures pain and plans his next move carefully. The man that cries and worries privately in order to project strength and deliver confidence. Tonight, we stand with you and restore you. All right, all right. So we are back. Welcome. Welcome back. And uh, sorry for the tardiness. It's my fault. I was getting coffee. <laughs> because if I if I don't get coffee, then um, I get a little like a little down. It's a little late. So welcome. And I am excited with my wife to um, share this portion of uh, the collective marriage series talking about husbands and that has been something that um i think we're going through a learning process on because uh our we're going through a small group that's yeah uh, particularly um talking about marriage and um and how to re-engage in marriage so it's it's really cool um so like i mentioned in the first um episode in the intro as well the uh, welcome message this is a journey for us so we are journey going through a journey with you and i'm um, being completely transparent on some of the struggles that we have yeah um i don't think you know our our idea is that we have it all together and that um you know and we're gonna give to you our wisdom <laughs> our, our pearls of wisdom no, no i mean no. we do have some wisdom i think I've after being married for a long time that we can share, but this isn't, this isn't the yeah. purpose of this yeah. discussion. We right? have some wisdom yeah. that's come with. We definitely don't know it all though. Bruises and scars, but yeah, I mean, at the end we've come through it and, and uh, you know, one, one of the things that I always disliked in, um, in Christian ministry, and I think Carla's going to know what it is, is whenever, when someone um, appears to have it all together or they promote this idea that we have facade. it all together. Yeah, a facade, right? And, and you can see when it's that facade. You know, everything's perfectly curated. Everything's timed <laughs> from what's worn to what's yeah. said, the icons that are used, the lighting, the music. And so for me personally, um, I, I don't ever want to participate in something like that. So um, forgive me uh, if if brokenness comes through or um, uh, or something that's not perfect doesn't come through. But um, like I said, we're on a journey together. So with that being said, yes, with that being said, <laughs> um, we are talking about restoring the role of husbands and um, I, I don't know. Uh, for me, I'm living in the twilight zone because <laughs> yes. in 10 years we have gone from uber um, feminism 
to gender fluidity. And then I mean, now we're still in feminism. I don't think we're out uh, of that. I don't know. I don't realm. know. I'm starting to see a swing to this red pill movement now. You know, the meat, all the young boys and everything are are. MGTOWs. Huh? You heard of MGTOW? No, who's MGTOW? You know what a MGTOW is? <laughs> no, what's that? MGTOW. Hello, is Generation A X, new, <laughs> not millennial. <laughs> no. Go ahead. MGTOW is an acronym um, that's. Uh, stands for men that go their own way. So it's the result of the extreme feminist movement that has okay. isolated men. Men, right? Okay. So, all right. Yeah. So, so that's where we're at now. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. Know? So we're seeing, we're seeing the Andrew Tates of the world. Exactly. Um, yeah. We're seeing the pearls. Pearly, yeah. whatever yeah. her name is. So you're seeing Pearl. now the the bounce back, pushback against culture that has decimated the role of men, and um, and this has all happened within in, at least in ten years. We've gone from one extreme to another. Feminism has always been there. I think feminism has been hiding for a long time, but it's really gotten its um, in the last ten years has really gotten strong. Yeah. Um, and I think partly, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think part of the anger towards this whole gender fluidity thing, um, this wokeism, has uh, infuriated some feminists because it's reduced the role of women and the importance of, of the role of the woman. If now a man can say they're a woman. And, um, yeah, I mean, so we have a whole, I have a whole concept about that okay i think we can save for next week because we're going to talk about well, well what i'm saying i guess the point i'm saying is is that is that feminism is waking up to the dangers of even their own the, ideologies well the yeah. door that, that they, they kind of opened. yeah right anyways all right so we're gonna we're gonna go into because <laughs> this is a rabbit hole it man. is a very it's big a rabbit, rabbit hole, hole. Yeah. um and so we're gonna get into restoring the husband and um you know, and, and the first thing I want us to think about, because sometimes we say words and um, we say things without understanding what we're affirming directly or indirectly. Yeah. I mean, when you think husband, well, what do you think that means? Even from the traditional sense, um, forget the modern idea of of what we think husband is, but just from the traditional sense, when we say the word husband, what are we affirming? Where is that rooted from? And and I'll go a step further. Um, is the husband, is the male um, the center point of leadership in the home? And is that even a biblical model? Um, and, and I want us to think about that because some of us will say, oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. The man, man is the leadership uh-huh. until here, <laughs> until right. until where I think it crosses the threshold or the line. Um, so we're going to look a little bit about um, what is the male or the, the, the husband's leadership role in the home. And um, and I'm just going to start out there because um, we're seeing the problems right now of the absence of male leadership. Yeah. And. I want to focus it more to husbands, husbands right. in the home, but we're seeing the impact on that. So what, what are some of the things that you're 
you're seeing? I mean, I think a couple things. So I think part of the root of the issue is that in a marriage and in society, um, the role of the husband is misunderstood, right? So okay. you don't really- How so? Well, I think it go on both on both sides. So for the man, you know, it's well, I'm I'm the leader of the home. It, it, you you have to do things my way. I'm the one that makes the decisions. I'm the one that's, you know, gonna say which direction we're going in, regardless of what my wife says. I think there's that, and then I also think on the on the wife's side, it's a misconception of what her husband's role is as well, which is you, a couple things. The man has zero say because they're dumb and don't know how to make decisions. I think that's a very real concept in women today. Okay. Um, and, and, or the other side, which is, you know, the man, I have to submit and what submission looks like for, for a wife is very difficult, you know, to, to marry with what the Bible says. And so I think when you're, when we're thinking about the roles of a husband, like we have a huge misconception, you know, on what, what that looks like. And then you throw in the patriarchal system, patriarchal, 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 patriarchal um ideology that society has adopted and it just it's a mess okay well okay so you mean by what society has adopted meaning that their def society's definition, definition. of patriarchy okay. and let's the, be more specific and the left of course okay, well, left... society is very left okay. right now even honestly even even beyond the left like there are some conservative or Republican or whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. you know, there's some females that agree with that. They may not go to the extent of what you think, but I think for me, like I, I thought that too, like I had, no, you don't <laughs> say as an, as an ex, as a former feminist, <laughs> As a former feminist, I absolutely struggled with understanding your role in the household um, up until sometimes even now, where there's certain topics that is like, it, it's kind of a, a hard, it's a hard topic to talk about, you know? Excellent. Um, well, I, what do you, what do you think in terms of the impact though? So when, when women because you're, it's interesting you mentioned that. You said that that even up till now. So when there are women out there mm -hmm. who are professing Christians or attain to some faith, yeah. um, affirm the Bible, affirm the Bible is God's word, they will say, yeah, the, the, the man is the head of the home. And, and then when it comes time to practice that, that philosophy, um, it, it, it almost is abandoned immediately, at least the traditional way that, that the role of the man is, is taken. So what impact does that have on the man or in society as a whole when um, his role is constantly challenged? He gives up. 
Okay. I mean, that's like number one. Why would you want to argue against a system that does nothing but bash you? That's that's what we've what we've created. Look at the Barbie movie, which we have yet to see. I don't. I won't see I'm it. not going to see it. Yeah. But that's the number one thing that people have given as far as feedback. Like this is a typical feminist down with the patriarchy um like display that you're gonna see it just it it reinforces that ideology yeah um but i want i wanted to read because mm -hmm. i i wanted to we were talking about patriarchy remember and you were saying well the definition really isn't what we thought it was and so we were kind of talking about what that looks like but i think what's happened is there's the definition of patriarchy mm -hmm. and then there's what the left and society nowadays, secular society, is saying that patriarchy is. Right. And um, so I was looking at just overall definitions, like just a simple Google search, because of course, when everybody, when everybody looks to see what this is, they're gonna do a Google search, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, there's this, this um, definition that says patriarchy is a system of societal structures and practices in which men dominate oppress and exploit women that's what i think mm -hmm. in colleges universities public school and social media and media in general and movies hollywood mm -hmm. are portraying as patriarchy yeah. when the reality is that's not what it is patriarchy is just a model yeah i think and I think what, what we need to make clear is for the, for the sake of clarity is um, we're not, let's not conflate the biblical definition, definition of patriarchy Correct. with what modern society, right? right? So Carla just read the definition that said patriarchy is um, a type of oppression towards women, devaluing, mm -hmm. um, exploitation, exploiting the woman. And, um, and so, that is not the biblical that's not what we affirm um and and it's and i'm going to be honest with you it's also used as an excuse so i'll address it this one time but i often even within the church um see the idea of male headship in the home um rebellion against that concept because pointing to the abuse and so what do you mean um, well, so in other words, I'm not going to submit to my husband because he's a knucklehead or he's going to steer us in the wrong direction. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. he's he's just controlling right. or, you know, he's just wants to have his way. And what about me? And and so what ends up happening is and then when you examine a situation, it can be. But often you just find that the husband is just firm. On, on a position, either on a moral position or, and so what I what I want to do is challenge the notion that we in the Christian faith, we don't need to address male abuse um, as male abuse or patriarchy because the scripture as a whole is against abuse. Correct. Right. So it's 
the scripture it's is not against, a relevant concept. Yeah. No, we, we <laughs> right. Don't, you know, right. So in other words, there's no de- there's no defense. Yeah, it. we don't need to say <laughs> yeah. women on man violence. You know, it's like violence. <laughs> period. Period <laughs> yeah. is against the scripture, right? Yeah. And so abuse of any kind is against the scripture. Abuse of power. Right. And right. and just for us men and for women to read it on your own, Colossians chapter three verse eighteen, it talks about not being harsh with our wives and and not being embittered against them. Yep. Um, you have, uh, what's the other one? First Peter 3, 7, where it talks about living in an living understanding in, yeah. way with your wife. And, and, and that word understanding Showing means honor. wisdom. And so you have to almost understand, take the time to understand your wife, to understand what's the best tactic. Remember, wisdom is knowledge applied. So there, there might be certain traumas in Carla's life. And I, let me tell you something. I had a hard time with this one. I had to learn how to approach her. That means I had to study her. I've had to understand her. I had to really listen to what she says and be careful with my words, not out of fear, but um, out of respect and understanding, understanding. that there's a, a way to approach. Yeah. And... I'm going to be honest with you. Just, these are the type of things that you need to consider before even going into marriage. Because I'm going to be honest with you. If if the woman, men, if the woman you're looking to marry has a laundry list of traumas that you're going to have to understand and work through, and you can't. You don't have the patience. You don't have the stamina. You don't have the interest. You don't then you need to rethink about the whole marriage prospects until you get some of those topics cleared in your mind on on what on what the role is and how you're going to approach your wife and the responsibility you have so just to clear it up again do not conflate patriarchy with with when we're talking about you know the leadership in the home and the men having headship yeah, it's um, not authority the same. it's not the same thing all right, so we talked a little bit about the impact or, or the problem we've seen, um, and I'll just kind of list a little bit of, of, of sort of that kind of went in line with what you said. It was that men just withdraw, but it's I think it's more because, you know, I'll, again, we'll, we're, we're here to be transparent. I think for me, um, Carla is extremely bright, intelligent, um, lucid she's also very friendly and has a lot of influence in her circle whether it be at work and so what ends up happening is i remember a time when we first were together where i was pouring into you about like you can do better you can do more you're so intelligent you can you can encouraging yeah you can go anywhere in your career and and i remember encouraging her just asking her what you want to do and always reminding her, don't aim low, aim high, yeah. because you're, yeah. you have potential. And she believed it. Amen. And she grabbed she grabbed onto it. Amen. And she began climbing the ladder of success in her own personal life. And then what started to happen is with knowledge and wisdom comes a level of empowerment. And so um, coming home, um, it was hard to turn off manager it's mode. It's so hard to turn right? off manager mode. It's hard if to I'm turn honest. off manager mode. And for me personally, um, exactly what Carla said, you start to shrink back. And yeah. so if your if your temperament is anything like mine as a man, um, we just sort of avoid conflict. We we don't want to have conflict. Um, 
And when you repeat that, where you avoid conflict rather than stepping in and leaning in with her and saying, hold on, let's sit down and talk this out because this approach isn't right. I did the Adam, right? I I did, I did the Adam. We coined it something. What was it? Yeah. The Adam effect. Yeah. Right. The Adam (laughs) effect, which is like, like, you know, you know, it's like that emoji. Exactly. Like, like, I don't know, know, whatever. So what ends up happening is that we just sort of withdraw. And in that withdrawal, it's really just, um, we get accustomed to not wanting to enter into any type of conflict. And I want us to understand that that goes so against our nature, our created nature as men. As men, we are created to meet conflict head on. Yeah. And that's, that is our strength, you, yeah. you know, and we need to embrace that strength. It's Men, yeah. Men, the reason why we approach everything logically and not emotionally is because if we approached it emotional first, logic second, we'd run away from every danger. We, 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 we'd make crazy mistakes. But for us, it is our strength where we process things from a logical perspective because God created us as leaders and we are equipped to confront. So when we shrink back in the home because we don't want the wife to scream, we don't want our wives to argue with us, we we go our own way, or some of us work late intentionally, maybe we make plans. You avoid. Yeah, we're just avoiding and escaping. And then of course, the problem with that is we're also, if you have kids, you're teaching your boys Again, how to be simps, how to just sort of shrink from uh, confrontation. And now, obviously, you see that now we began reorientating our purpose, reorienting our, yeah, right? (laughs) Reorienting our process, right? And our created um, purpose. purpose. Yeah, our created purpose. Like, so we start rewiring our brain and then we start becoming more emotional. Right, we train ourselves to become more emotional, and um, and so that has been a huge impact. I think the flip side to that is when men choose to do that instead of leading their wives um, and and establishing proper relationships in the home, the wife becomes the leader. Yeah. Right. The void is created. Exactly. The void is created and the wife is going to take opportunity. It is like our (laughs) Eve instinct (laughs) to take opportunity. The devil made me do it. Exactly. He deceived me. (laughs) It's just an instinct. And, and, um, and, and what that creates is the need to fill that void. That's not the problem. The problem is that need and, and meeting that need also comes with frustration mm-hmm. from the from the wife's side. Mm-hmm. Frustration and resentment towards the husband for not meeting the need that you're having to meet. So it's like a vicious cycle of you're frustrated, you know, for example, you're frustrated that I'm, you know, that I'm overpowering, but I'm frustrated that you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing that I have to do what you were said you were going to like, it's just a vicious circle cycle of like mistrust of just, it creates a mess. It's a disaster. And it, and it's, it really is about submitting to one another. Yeah. Right. And, And so I think the idea is, you know, and, and the reason why we talk about the impact is because 
often human nature is we don't change until we see the problem. Right. Until it becomes a personal problem, we don't want to change. And this is why... Well, until, not until we see that it's a problem. It's until we see that it affects our lives. Yeah, a personal we can problem. see a problem. It has to be personal. It has to affect me in order for me to make a change. Yeah. If I don't see the problem... I'm not going to do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not going to do anything about it. Yeah. And so, you know, and often it's always someone else's problem. Exactly. But it's never mine until it is yours. Right. And so, you know, one of the things I want us to think about you know, and Carla, Carla's mentioning some good stuff here about how it turns into a vicious cycle. But the truth is men, women hate weakness. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and as much as, you know, I, I always, I, I always used to make fun of that show Sex in the City yeah. because the whole show was revolved around women um, banding together to dunk on men, but ultimately upset and because depressed they because they don't have a man <laughs> yeah. right and so it was like their own they were dunking on themselves yeah and at the end of the show it was like oh well i, I you know the crazy one ended up having the man the two less crazy ones but still crazy ended up single <laughs> i never watched the show and do i really i, I remember watch watching the last episode and then discussing with someone at work yeah. but here's the point i'm trying to say is is that the truth is with every strong woman uh, I've always found that they really secretly, as domineering as they want, they really want a man to stand up and say no. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't want that. Um, so, and um, leadership. I think that's really what you're looking for. So, yeah. Well, me personally speaking, like that's what yeah. I want. I want leadership. Yeah. I want to be able to see that the person that I married is like knows where we're going, and it just it's grabbing me by the hand and saying, "Let's go this way." You right. Know? It's, right. It's a breath of fresh air to not have to make the decisions. Like, I don't understand why women are so adamant about it. Like, and I understand why, meaning like it's, it's silly concept now in retrospect, mm -hmm. you know, but, but it comes from a place of necessity sometimes, okay. you know, due to lack of leadership from, from the husband. Yeah. So I think, I think the, the, we talking about the problem, then we move into societal impacts. And, and I'm just going to tell you right now that we see this right now um, impacting the pulpits where um, I, I tell you, it, it's scary. Some of the things you see people leading the church are just yeah. wimpy, afraid of conflict, unwilling to stand against the current of... Um, you know, uh, cultural pressure. Yeah. It's really sad. What we're, what we're witnessing right now is, um, just, and there's just no way to put it, but like, I don't, I don't know. Listen, don't get offended. If you're a vegan, if you're a vegan, I'm okay with it. <laughs> but let me tell you something. Most vegans that I meet who are men, they just look frail and, and skinny and pale and, 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 and just like, you know, unwilling to, you know, I don't know. Perhaps that's a a judgment, you know, but I'm telling you my personal experience. I'm not saying all are like that, but it's just sort of that soy boy sort of mentality mentality of passiveness, no aggressive, you know, and I don't mean aggressive, violent. Aggression and violent really are two different things. Assert, like assertive. Yeah, assertive, like firm, willing yeah. to push back, you know, like challenging, challenging society, the norm. Right. You know, like you go out there and you go to some of these uh, uh, um, 
protests against, let's say, even say Supreme Court justices or some of these leftist um, protests. And, you know, they're not afraid of getting arrested. They don't care. They're going to carry bats and Mm -hmm. light things on fire. And I'm not suggesting that men do that. What I am saying is try to find a man to go out to a, a, a Planned Parenthood place to to say, hey, we're against abortion. I mean, it, it, you won't find us. You know, you, it's just pastors are afraid. Yeah. I mean, okay, the typical layman, okay, fine. But at least pastors, at the least, should be able to stand up for something and and lead the charge. And there's so very few that do so. Um, there aren't enough Ken Peters in the world exactly. to, to, to an Aaron Nobles, who's yeah. a street preacher, and to get out there and and do the stuff that's needed. Who, who's the other guy? Um, uh, beard guy. Uh, also from Tennessee? He's not from Tennessee. Okay. He works with James White. Oh, Apologia. Oh, um, yes, Apologia Studios. My yeah. gosh, I forgot his name. Yeah, but, you know, he's out there. Yeah, he's you know. definitely out there. You know, yeah. so the point the point being is is that we, we need to return, and we're seeing the impact. Jeff Durbin. Jeff Durbin. There we go. <laughs> I wasn't going to let that yeah, go. <laughs> yeah, right? So, I mean, so we've seen men become more submissive, more passive, more weak. And I think, I'm going to be honest with you, what Carla says is happening where women are like, yo, like, firm up like what's going on um and i think just all in all um we're producing fearful kids yeah you know so our kids are fearful and they you know you don't want to play with them they cry if you take away their toy they cry everything is a cry everything Everything is is about you know your feelings and how you feel and you matter and your feelings matter which not to say that they don't but not everything is a feelings then you know participation trophies and that whole it's all a culture like of of af- affirming feeling affirmations affirmations right yeah. so it's like he doesn't want to play with me dad well why yeah are you a pain maybe you're cheating. are you a punk maybe you're a cheater are you a, yeah are you a cheater are maybe you you're whining, yeah right? like are, you know are you whining like yeah. what is it you know can you make other friends yeah you know what i mean um and I and I just think that this, <laughs> I just think is it's things like this that we have to kind of go back to the drawing board and really rethink um, just some of our postures of men. Yeah. Um, and so I think that ultimately what this has produced is the unfulfilled man. And I think men, you're you may be feeling unfulfilled, um, not respected. Maybe you feel not appreciated. Um, you know, maybe you're feeling like you need to escape, and this is why, you know, you do some of the things you do. And maybe you drink the way you drink, and maybe you participate in some of the things you do because it's the only way you can escape um, the feeling of persecution or the feeling that um, uh, you're not valued. And so, you know, the world, and, the, and let me tell you something. The enemy will value you. Oh yes, the enemy will value you um, in in strip clubs, and in porn subscriptions, mm-hmm. and and in all of these ways we escape in video games where we can sit for six hours, eight hours, and 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 just sit there playing, numbing our our pain, and 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 you know at home we're 
we're a bunch of little punks and and but let me tell you something we're a bunch of badasses on call of duty <laughs> <laughs> right we take headshots <laughs> and knock people out and kill yeah. people and and oh yeah on call of duty we while you're ignoring your meanwhile at home yeah. when the wife yells at us get off yeah okay i'm sorry dear i'll get off right now let me click off you know, and, 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 and go cook. Okay, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm going to go cook. Okay, you know, and, and, and you know, and, and, and you know, well, help me clean. Oh, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so sorry, dear. Okay. You know, and we, we're just, we're, we're just been softened. And, and, and if that's you, I'm so sorry. Um, but I want to say to you today that it doesn't have to be that way. Um, you are special. You are loved. You were fearfully, wonderfully made by God. You were given unique talents and mindset yep. and strength. You have a strength that a woman does not have. And that's, there's a reason for that. Yep. There's a reason why women should go to war. Yeah, I said that. Women should not go to war. I agree. Right? And, <laughs> yeah. and, and you know, w women should not compete with men in the war field. And they should not compete with men in the football field, in the baseball field, Any in the field. swimming field. And right. And which is Period. why we're passing laws for that right now. Yeah. Um, and so the idea is, man, you were created by God, uniquely suited for leadership. That's the beautiful thing is that all the qualities you need to lead your home, you have them already. Yeah. You already have them. You don't need to learn them, get them, acquire them. You just need to start practicing them. Right. And they come second nature. And so um, I, I'm just going to throw something out here, Carla. Maybe you can add a little bit of insight into here. But I also want to think about the impact of women when men don't exercise the leadership qualities. Um, and we vacate. Can you like, I don't know, like, I know you mentioned that it makes the woman emboldened to kind of have to do things. But what else does that do to the girls and, and, and what does that do to society? I mean, it creates a, it's a domino effect, I think. Um, with women, we, you know, with wives especially, I would say in my life, um, you know, my, up until, you know, my stepfather, uh, which is my dad really, you know, stepped into the picture, I didn't have a father, right? So, um, not having a male role model, you know, in the many homes, I was lucky enough to have one for, you know, my life after I was like around six years old and on. But I can imagine, because I know, you know, personally, people who haven't had, you know, a father around, like, you don't have an example of what a spouse should look like, you know? And, and then that creates the, the only reference around you is those things that you look to mm. so social media uh movies oprah like you don't have a reference and if you're not looking in scripture for the reference because obviously we know that many people don't look at scripture for a reference then you're left to determine what that should look like and then you're left to determine what you're supposed to be doing mm. so you got to disciple yourself mm as a wife if your husband isn't the one that's taking on that role yeah and if you're a little girl and your dad is not involved and he's checked out yep then you're looking for that, that male 
two things are going to happen. Either A, you're going to get angry at men. Well, that's, just, that's definitely going to happen. Yeah, you're going to get angry at men yep. and you're going to be distrustful of men. Yep. But then in the same token, you're going to look for the approval of men. So right. you're going to have that conflict. It's both. Yeah. You're going to have it's, that conflict of upset, approval. Right. Yeah. And you're then ups- you're upset. Exactly. Yeah. And the, the crazy thing is how do young girls who grow up in their teens gain approval without compromising the bitterness? And the only way that I know that you can gain a male's approval without comp- without resolving the bitterness part of it is just to have a strictly sexual yeah. acceptance. Which is what's happening. Right. So you are <laughs> you are willing to engage in sexual be promiscuous to gain male acknowledgement right. and value. Right. Right? However, um, but retain enough bitterness towards your dad and enough bitterness as a whole to keep yourself distant away yeah so it's just a physical thing that's it i mean it ends up being emotional regardless i think the the consequences are always emotional but it's a it's a level of destruct destruction as a as a female to yourself Mm. to not derive your value from what scripture says number one and and not align your view of what a husband should look like from the scripture. Like that's, you're like aimless in mm. a relationship like that. As a female, yeah. you're lost. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I you know, and I, and I want us to consider this because, you know, a mm. lot of us, you know, don't, maybe we don't have children, you we know, and we children. don't have children, children, but we have influence. Yeah. And so, you know, the the very cornerstone of society is built in the homes. Yeah. And so men, when you are absent from the home, you're absent from being a valued member of society, meaning positively constructing society. Correct. Your children are gonna end up being delinquents. I'm gonna say it because I mean, they're raising themselves. Yeah. On this. Like yeah. it's it's crazy. It's known. Right? If you're absent men, um, your boys are not being discipled. Worst case scenario, maybe your wife goes to church and and then the pastor of that church is fulfilling your role. And Facts. and hopefully <laughs> and hopefully that's all they're fulfilling. PSA, the church should not raise your children. Yes. That's not their role. Yeah. <laughs> that's the role. Oh, you mean they're not a daycare? That's the role. No. Oh. That's the oh. role of the home and the father. I'll never forget okay. when Isaac told me, um, you know, there's some churches that don't have children's ministries. And I'm like, what do you mean? You have to have a children's ministry. Like, you have to have a children's ministry. He's like, man, no, man, look at Vody Bakum. Like, he tells you, you bring your kids and sit them down next to you. They're going to hear what you hear. That's right. And it's your job to take them home. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, look, that, right? the idea is, um, again, the impact that men who are not active in leadership have in the home, in the society, in the church, in all sphere of public life. Now, now I'm going to add this because <clears throat> we don't have this, that we didn't talk about this, okay. but I'm going to add a we're little real, wrinkle we're going to off, off Yeah, I'm going to go off script <laughs> a little bit and, and kind of go into why do you think men are content with 
knowing because some men know that like they're not they're not influential in their home, mm-hmm. meaning that they yeah. are influential, but they they in have the no authority, way. right? Right? Their wives won't listen to them. Their kids won't listen. Like, why do you think men eventually just sort of shy away from that difficult conversation about being leaders? Because it's easy. Why would you? Why would you step up if number one, you know, nobody's going to listen, and number two, they're not even like you're speaking to the to the wall like you're not like you have zero influence yeah it's easier to take the the silent route i think the main i mean yeah absolutely laziness is but there's a certain we use in our company something called divine discontent which just means like something that pushes you to be better and i think all men have a level of divine discontent eating away in the back of their brain. Okay. Uh, Men, I think, you know, if you're in that life right now where you're just kind of retracted and you're sitting by the sidelines, you think about it often. Like it's not something that you've put on the shelf and walked away from and just been like, no, I haven't thought about my lack of leadership in home. I think it eats away at you. And, and I think you think about it a lot and I think you revisit in your mind, but there's this barrier that lets you go from thought process to action. Mm. And, and I'm thinking, being that I've experienced this before, I think that we don't cross over to action mode because of the things that we would have to change. What Meaning a- the, the, the actual repentance. I was gonna say that. Yeah, the actual <laughs> yeah. repentance and realities that we have to start confronting like we can't lead a home if we can't be moral upright righteous men and lead our home if we're addicted to porn Mm. it's just not going to happen same yeah yeah we can't be like have wondering eyes and flirt with women at our job and write them text messages or use these little apps we use and at that auto erase themselves so that there's no trace of it. Like yeah. we can't engage in that and then come home and try to be more leaders. Yeah. I mean, Ooh, that's def- That's, that's definitely going deep. I was going to say, I think that there is a lack of fear of the Lord that's aligned with that. Yeah. Right. So it's not just, sin nature and and giving into you know the sin it obviously that's part of it um but in a in a christian home because this is what we're geared gearing our podcast to it's a fear like you don't a lack of fear Mm. like you have a big responsibility i think i've mentioned this to you before you know a couple times where i'm like dang as a woman I'm starting to realize as a wife, like I have responsibilities, obviously I have a role in the home and I'm not to say that I'm any less important, mm-hmm. but you have a huge responsibility as a man of the house, mm-hmm. you know? And if you don't, if you don't have a point of reference, like if God and Christ is not the point of reference, like it says in scripture that, you know, Christ is the head of the husband, if you don't have that and you don't have that fear for the Lord, you're going to give in to your flesh. You're going to fall mm-hmm. as a husband and you're not going to influence 
you know, your spouse or your home. Right. Like it's, it, it all has to do with your personal relationship as the husband um, with the Lord. Right. Yeah. I, and I think ultimately if men, if we're not um, prepared and, and this is, this is the hard part because I get it. I'm, I'm with you. There are times when we tried in the past, we tried to lead. You know, we, we tried to interject in a positive way, but we built so much bad will yeah. that when we mm. tried to engage positively, our wives kind of looked at us with the side eye. Side like. eye. And we're <laughs> like, like, what? I'm trying, I'm trying to, to engage. Here. And then yeah. it was met with skepticism. And, yeah. and so we shied back away. And, and I'm going to tell you that often we make efforts. But God did not call us to make efforts. Yeah. In other words, listen to what I'm telling you. God did not form you and create you and save you and transform you for you to try. It's for you to be. Yeah. And being is different than trying. Being is putting the suit on. Putting it on, no matter how tight it is, buttoning it up with the buttons ready to burst, but you're gonna put it, you're gonna put it on, gonna put your pants on. You can get in there, right? And trying is like looking at the suit and saying, well, and putting your arm through and getting stuck and going, no, nah, it's too tight. <laughs> and it's already failing before you start. Yeah. Okay. And so, and let me tell you why that happens. It happens because you have not made peace with your integrity and character. You haven't made peace with your God. And so before you can enter the altar of your home, right? And the enter, enter the altar of your bedroom with your wife, you have to enter into relationship with your God. Yeah. And do some thinking about what you need to clean up in your closet. Jesus said it best when he said, Take the plank out of your own eye so you can see clearly. Yeah. Before you can go to your wife and say, hey, let me help you, you have to be able to take the plank out of your own eye to help someone else because right. you know how hard it is to overcome that addiction or, or this problem or to end this relationship that's not good for your home or, or maybe end some friendships that are not good for your home and your wife and 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 you know how painful that is and so that struggle of taking that plank out of your eye makes you really want grace and mercy makes you crave mercy and now that you've craven you've craved mercy and you've craved this grace and this struggle with taking the plank out you can look to your wife and give her the grace you needed in right. that struggle yeah but not before if you still have that plank, you don't know what mercy and grace is. You don't know what you Well, you're going to get frustrated. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to be like, woman, what? And, and, and you've never struggled with your sin. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so that, that's, the, that's just kind of the side thing I wanted to throw in because I, I felt the spirit kind of wanting to go that direction and kind of confronting why we stay in the sidelines sometimes. Yeah. Not all the times, but sometimes it's one of the reasons why. All right, so let's move into now what the Bible says, because here's the, the, the action steps that I think, you know, 
have helped me. I think um, they've also helped my wife because we've spoken at length about this. And in no way am I saying I am perfect in all of these steps. I think that these are all things. <laughs> Neither that, am I. <laughs> yeah, these are all things that I think we're learning. Yeah. Um, and believe it or not, you doing this forum is is sort of a way of self accountability. Yeah. And um, and but I am happy to say that that I will report for accountability that I think we're doing a lot better. I'm doing a we lot struggled, better. We struggled with this. We struggled yeah. with our roles um, for till now. Pretty much. Right? I well, mean, now it's the recently. I think you struggled a little more with the roles, but I struggled a little more with the, what that looks like in practice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So I think I knew what the roles were, but I think it was like, Okay, how do I do this? How do I do this? And <laughs> yeah. then how do I how do I get my wife on board? How and do you would, handle me in an understanding way? way? Exactly. How do I get yeah. my wife on board with this without being a jerk, mm-hmm. without again being on the sidelines, right? Yeah. And and the engaging her, right? <laughs> yeah. Engaging her. So um, so here are some things that I think um, may be helpful, men. Uh, I think it would be helpful for you, um, women. If you're listening to this, um, maybe share it with your men. I will, we'll probably put some shorts uh, up later on on this that you can forward and do your little forward it reels, while you're your while reels. you're on a, while you're scrolling at night. Yeah, in scrolling bed. at night in bed. <laughs> and oh, your let husband's me send this. outside. Let me send this. Playing video him. games. <laughs> bing, bing. All right. So, um, the first part is, and and it's understanding the role. That's the first, first, most important part of it. And for me, the reason why this is important is because our relationship with God serves as the model for the relationship in the home. So the first thing we need to understand in 1 Corinthians 11.3, it says, but I want you to understand that Christ is the head of every man. So our authority, ladies and men, is God. Yeah. And men, I'm going to tell you something. It is a scary thing to know this because who we are held accountable to for the destruction, survival of our homes and the damage done to our kids and the damage done to just society as a whole, to your wife, to to, To to your neighbors, to society is on our shoulders. And so... um, this is why he's, Paul says, I need you. I want you to understand this. Like, this is important. I don't want you to gloss over it. I, I need you to be illuminated in your mind about yeah. this. This is what he's saying. He says, Christ is the head of every man. And the man is the head of every or of his wife. Excuse me. Think about that. He is the head of the woman. The man is the head of the woman in terms of the home. That is the relationship. And it says, and God is the head of Christ. Every man who has something on his head while praying or prophesying disgraces his head. But every woman who has her head uncovered while praying or prophesying disgraces her head. For she is one and the same as the woman whose head is shaved. For if a woman does not cover her head, let her also have her hair cut off. But if it is a disgrace for a woman to have her hair cut off, 
or a head shave, let her cover her head. For a man ought to not have his head covered, since he is in the image and glory of God, but the woman is the glory of man. That's crazy. So listen, this is what it's saying. Our ability to accept that God is our head and that we are the head of the women and the woman is a reflection of us. That's powerful. That's powerful. So in other words, it, 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 it is almost shameful what the scripture is basically saying is that when you go to a restaurant and there's, and, and listen, if you're not Latin, I don't blame you, but if you're Latin, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> if you go to a restaurant and your wife starts to like bust out loud and yell and start getting loud with the waitress and the people around you, or that's a shame on us. That's like mm-hmm. embarrassing for men. That's like... What do we do? And so you well, I'll tell you what most of us men do. <laughs> we shy away. Yeah. Right? We we stay quiet. Now I know you white women are like, okay, you know. You know, you yeah, us Latinas are you know, not like that. Latinas are hard time. Firecrackers. It's a like cultural that. thing, yeah. right? <laughs> and and some of us sisters, you know how you sisters are. Yeah. Right? Like you, you kind of share that with us, uh, with the Latin culture. But it, it, it just it just can get a little crazy. And so for us men, we need to understand that whenever our wife, there is a, a um, compromised moral issue or a um, something that violates the fruit of the spirit, something that brings shame upon the house, let's make it clear that the shame is not on her. The shame is on us. Yeah. The shame is on us. And so, and so this is why men who bring shame in their home are not fit for ministerial leadership. That's just a fact the of the matter. Says it, right? Was it Titus? Yeah. And, and so th- th- that is, that is just a, 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 a plain spoken truth. So even in our life where my wife tells me, I'm just not feeling what we're doing in church. You know, she said, I'm just not feeling it. I don't feel edified. I don't feel like, like we're making a difference and I'm not on board. And I, and that's, that's all it was that, that type of conversation. And that's all it, all I needed to hear to see that I'm not reflecting and I'm not leading her in a manner worthy, um, that needed to be led. There's not enough time. There's not enough resources being poured into this marriage and it was, and it was dry, you know, it was desert. So, you know, these are things that we need to, we need to consider. So we have to understand that we are the head of our wives and our wives are a reflection of us. And we can't be content watching our wives live a separate lives where we're roommates in the home, where she's off doing her thing. I'm doing my thing and she's bitter angry and she's giving you all the signs well can i i can guarantee you because that she's bitter and angry <laughs> and probably up to no good so you just and you are too if you're yeah. if, if you're a husband and you're like well she's got her own life and she's got her own thing and i've got my own thing and we're happy that way that is not that's I will bet money that that is not a happy relationship. Yeah, like yeah. You living separate lives from, or a separate life from me and me living a separate life from you, that's never been 
like acceptable. No, like, no, and, and 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 it's the again, it's the breeding grounds of of um, sin, fidelity, infidelity, sin, drug yeah. addiction, alcoholism. Yeah, these are all the, the, the tools that the devil uses to to break the marriage down. So, it, I do have a question. Like when and I think you know more just to stir up more conversation when 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 um corinthian says that the man is the head of the wife what does he mean by that exactly what we just read which is the cover okay he is how does that play out in everyday life like in a give an example well of that well life. i think let let me just to make it more relatable. Yeah, relatable. let let me put it to you like this. It's similar because he uses as a cross reference the relationship Christ has with the church, mm -hmm. right? So Jesus doesn't dominate; he invites, right? Right. So Jesus doesn't dominate uh, in this relationship because he doesn't have to, mm -hmm. right? Like so, one of the one of the telltale signs of a confident person is that they're not having to over explain their calling and their and who they are like so so like i heard vody bakum say you don't invite the lord to be the lord of your life he is the lord of your life yeah. whether you accept them or not right. like he doesn't ask to be invited no. and i'm like wow that is important because that is the difference between a powerless landowner <laughs> and then someone who just owns it all. And I think as a man, we need to understand that God has given us the authority already. Now, the question is, do you believe that? Because if you don't, then this is what you're doing. If you don't believe that you have the authority and you're not managing it right, then you're probably trying to control your wife. Yeah. And you're trying to get her to be convinced about this authority. And so um, there are situations, and I, let's be real, men, there are situations where, where you, you need to make a moral call for your home, and Jesus certainly does make things black and white, and Jesus certainly has an aspect of righteousness and holiness, right. and he's not like this hippie. And, and so I'm not trying to paint a picture where men are passive in the relationship. What I'm saying is that men make the word of God known, man takes a firm stance, but when the woman doesn't want to follow suit, then then he he lets her know that that you're you're in disobedience, you're you're running against the word of God. I remember we've had conversations like that where I looked at you and said, "Okay, you don't want to do this, but I just want to let you know you're you're in disobedience with the word of God, right. and I'll let God deal with you." Yeah. And you're like, "That may, makes me poop my pants." Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, if you're a God fearing person, knowing and being confronted with the fact that you're sinning, like knowingly sinning, yeah. and you know the truth and you're going against it, like that would make anybody terrified. Yeah. Right? And so I of think consequences. The, I think the point is is to be the, so the whole point is is that we we invite engagement, we invite biblical obedience as yeah. men, right? That that is our job. And and then we also seek with mercy and grace. And I can't tell you enough where I have told my wife, hey, you know, you really shouldn't participate in this behavior. You know, you should not do X, Y, Z. And, and when she did, and things came out wrong and exploded on her, 
I had to be there with mercy yeah. and grace and acceptance and redemption and then, and then and also, leading her to repentance. Right. right? Yeah. Um, but that's, that's her function. Yeah. What, what I often see, though, is that men squirm on the name of being loving and understanding mm -hmm. and not call their wives to repentance. Yeah. Just sort of allowing them to arrive there. Well, and you know? I think, and I, I think, think that's a danger. Yes. I think that's a danger. And then the opposite is a danger too, which is told you so this, yeah. <laughs> that like you're, you know, berating yeah. and, and not showing, uh, not being a reflection of Christ because yeah. yes, Christ is, I mean, we, we get disciplined, right? Mm -hmm. We, there's consequences to sinful actions. And if, the husband's role is to be like Christ is with his church. When a wife, like a believer comes in humility and says, dang, I messed up. Like, you know, I, I, yeah, you told me I probably shouldn't have done this. Like I did it anyway. Christ isn't the, well, I told you, you know, you shouldn't have done it. And now you need to suffer the consequences. You're on your own. Yeah. That's not what Christ does. Yeah. Christ well, comes I mean, along. he does let you let us suffer the no, consequences. No, I said on your own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, not that yeah. we don't. There's always consequences to yeah. every decision we make, yeah. whether it's good or bad, sinful or not. Right. But Christ, when we make a mistake, and we're humble about it, he doesn't leave us out to dry. No, he does not. He invite. It's always inviting. It's always a loving reproach. It, Right? Is it reproach? Is that the, the word? Yeah, to use? it can yeah. also be a harsh reproach, but you, you know, the very idea. As a matter of fact, Jesus would say, "Do not fear man, but fear God that can send your soul to hell." I mean, right? And, and so there is there is a harshness with the character of God, but the harshness comes attached with a full redemption and mercifully, merciful yeah, no. outlook. You know, it that's what I mean by yeah, love because yeah. that's real love. Real mm -hmm. love shows mercy. Sure. Sure. It, it just can be harsh sometimes because of the, what you did. Of right, course. Right. Yeah. Discipline I think, is discipline. Dis uh, loving father isn't going to not discipline their child. That's right. the opposite of love. Right. And, and right. The, the point that I'm, the, the point that we need to understand as men is that sometimes the the discipline we face with God because mm. we're accountable to him yeah. you know sometimes it's not being put in time out you know there's verses <laughs> in the bible talking about how our prayers are hindered yeah. when this happens you know so these are things that we need to be very very careful with because um it almost seems like God expects us to have our our house in order so yeah. the first thing is understanding our role we are ultimately we represent the home and we are a reflection. You know, our wives are a reflection of us. They reflect us. And so um, if, if there is moral negligence in your home and your wife believes that, uh, you know, I, I'll tell you right now a big one. Like I'm just, I am a person that is adamantly against um, alcohol consumption. I just, I don't like it. I'll have a glass of wine or something like that, but I, I'm just not very big on alcohol as a whole. My wife probably is a little more tolerant to that because, again, culturally, we're just very different people. And so um, and so usually I get a little uptight when, when that 
conversation comes up or if family comes over and I see a bottle of something and another bottle of something and I get a little uptight, right? <laughs> and, and, but here's the thing, you know, I can be all uptight all I want, but where is my moral um, authority? Meaning what is my ability to persuade in the home if on the f- other side of things, I am negligent with my words. I am negligent mm-hmm. with um, some other moral <clears throat> issue, like maybe let's say I'm greedy and I, I don't I don't handle my money charitable. Um, that exposure to sin and to and to moral um, uh, rottenness kind of gives my wife that leeway to to kind of say, well, that you're not. You, you don't got it together. No, this is this is your defect. Well, this is my defect. I gotta live with your defect. You gotta live with mine. <laughs> and in other words, we compromise our home. It's like what we do with the kids. It's like what we do. This is what we do with the kids. You have to go to church, except when we go on vacation for three weeks, and except when it's your mom's birthday, and except when it's my birthday. And except when it's your tia's or, uh, or Lola's or birthday, or our favorite sports team. Oh, uh, when it's yeah, <laughs> or when it, whenever the comic book convention is coming down, right. this, and whenever, and then we make twelve exceptions, yeah, all the exceptions, all the year, and all of them are mostly about mom and dad's little, little things fun. that we like. Yeah, mom and dad's little fun, where we make exceptions, and then what do we tell our kids? Well, hey, you can make exceptions, and what moral right. authority do you have to say no? You no no no. Wait a minute. That birthday party you want to go to that your friend, you can't go. It's a Sunday. You got no authority. (laughs) You you don't have authority. You just compromise that principle. And so that's the point I'm trying to make as men. Make sure that you live in uprightness so that when you try to lead in a understanding, loving, charitable way, but you're going to lead and you're going to be firm, that you don't have exposure where that, that can be thrown back at you. Um, all right. Second thing, um, what do we do as men? What do we do as men? We know what our authority is. We know that our wives are reflection of us. What do we do? Well, um, I'm going to show you what we do in Ephesians. And if you do have a Bible, feel free to join um, where we're reading from. But in Ephesians 25 and 26, it says, husband, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church. And he gave himself up for her. Well, that's the first thing. We give ourselves up to our wives. That is definitely an important point. Yeah. So that means that's big. we don't have agendas. Mm-hmm. Our agenda is her. Hey, honey, what do you want to do? And let me tell you something. That has been so hard for me. <laughs> that was my climb. My climb was that I don't get to come out of work and say, hey, I need an hour and a half to decompress and just sort of do what I want to do for me. Because indirectly, what I'm saying to my wife is, you're a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so I can't decompress with you. I have to decompress without you. <laughs> from you. Yeah, from you. <laughs> and I just came out of work, right? And so, and so um, I just kind of want you to think about that. Um, so the first thing is we give ourselves up to her. Then in verse 26, why do we give ourselves up? The same reason Christ did. He says, yeah. so that he might sanctify her, 
so that he might sanctify her. When we give ourselves up to our wives, we are in position to influence. And we are in position to love. And we are in a position to do exactly what Christ is in a position to do. And he says, having cleansed her by the washing of water and with the word, that he might present himself to church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing. Obviously, contrasting, comparing, using the acts of Christ and what the husband is mm -hmm. supposed to do. So he says, so husband ought to also love their wives like this, like, like what Christ has done, right? So just like Jesus did, we need to do. So men, if you're not a reader of God's word, it's impossible for you to do this. Yep. Have you uh, wash with God's word? How do we do that? How do you wash your wife with God's word? If you don't know it, if you don't know what God has to say. So that means what should you do? You should know the word of God. You should become experts in the word of God. That means you need to go to church yep. and then you gotta, you gotta educate yourself outside of church to know what God says. And then we ought to wash our wives with the word of God. And what does that mean? Well, I'm going to tell you what it means. Because sometimes in our life, it means being the biggest pain in the butt. Um, <laughs> because my wife says, you overthink things. <laughs> and I do. But that's a good thing, man. That's a good trait. We don't it's get... okay. I think for us, it works because I'm like quick to make decisions. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, yeah. we need to... You know, so it's a good counterbalance. I mean, yeah. I think it's a... But, but it's also a gift, men. We are logic-based. So everything oh, yeah. for us is processing, thinking about it. And, uh, and, and so what happens is women process emotionally first and then logically second. Right. Right? So you, you feel unloved. You feel abandoned, and that makes you think, is my husband having an affair? And mm -hmm. that's when you start looking for the evidence. Right. Right? So that that's just that's to give you the sequence. That's the sequence. Of the thought process. Right. <laughs> right. For us, we're like, for us, it's like, oh, well, we haven't had sex in two weeks. Is my wife cheating on me? It's immediate. It's immediate. <laughs> Let me start looking, you know. So these are the things, like, for us, we're just, and so from a logic perspective, men, you cannot wash your wife with words you do not know, exactly. you do not have, and do not understand. Yep. So you have to be able to do that. And what does that look like? It means, listen, listen to me. It means that the words you speak over your wife should be straight out of scripture yep. and not out of the abomination of your heart. Yeah. Because innately and naturally for us men, we have selfish desires. You know, we, we, we want to do things and have things and 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 manipulate our way to things and 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 those are our words but if we use god's word and that's what we're washing our wives with then what we're really doing is providing spiritual leadership and we are washing her with words that are righteous we're giving her clarity we're offering her clarity and here's the best thing of them all we're actually equipping her with the tools necessary to sanctify her emotions. Yep, I was just gonna say that. I think the the most amazing times in our marriage have been when we've come together for a Bible study or when I have a question, because I have tons of questions all the time, like coming to you knowing that I have that confidence of like, okay, if I have a biblical, you know, question or theological question or doctrinal question, like 
my husband knows the scripture. My husband knows the direction to go. And of course, you're not perfect. You know, you're, there's going to be times where we've, you were like, well, I don't know. Let's look at the scripture together. Mm -hmm. Let's, you know, like, but that in itself, like, it's so important. Like, a, a wife wants that. Mm -hmm. Like, a, a, a biblical, you know, a, a God-fearing wife wants nothing more than to be able to to look to her husband, you know, for for guidance. Like, and it's not like, oh, I'm coming to you like you're my dad. It's no, you're my, you're my, you're my spouse. Like, you're my covering. Like, you're the one that like should know where to go. Yeah. You know, should know those answers. Yeah. Like, you know, and I, it's just, it's a really, it's a refreshing feeling when that's functioning the way that it's supposed to function. Right. Yeah, I think I think especially, you know, if you have a wife that suffers from anxiety, I know Carla suffers from anxiety, yes. a, lot, a, a lot of our younger people suffer from anxiety. This is huge because you need to know what to pray about when the time comes for it. And you need to know what That's to right. say. And you need to know how to speak to to the spirit, right? You need to learn meaning the part inside of my wife that is a relationship with God. I need to be able to communicate to that, not to her flesh. And so right. um, the importance is that the, the, the word of God is the sword, right? The word of God is what cuts between, yep. you know, and gets to the intention of the heart. And, yeah. so, and so I need to be able to speak that to her life. Yeah. And when I do that, I'm able to provide some resources for her to hold on to, 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 to control that anxiety or or when she's overwhelmed with grief or when she's overwhelmed with stress or when she's overwhelmed with anger um it's the word of god that's going to cut through everything right. not my words it always has yeah no. yeah so so this is why it's essential um number three um it's the principle and we talked about it with number one so number one and three are always the same thing but always remember that you are held responsible we mm. are responsible um for uh the reflection of our wives if and and this is so important because especially with in-laws and relationship with in-laws um you know one of the things that i at least i'm proud of is that i remember um my wife her mother my in my in-laws she came up to me and she told me i'm i'm happy that carla married you she told you that? Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, you know, that. yeah, this is, a, this is a long time <laughs> okay. ago. Uh, but she actually said, I'm happy that she married with you because I see her life is stable. I see that she's yeah. doing well. I see That's that true. she has her, you know, like th there is a type of cohesiveness in her walk with God. And so these are the type of things you want to hear. Now, granted, there are probably a lot of, <laughs> there are probably a lot of things that, maybe your in-laws are not going to like about you especially if you're firm in a certain way or if well, you I think it depends on the dynamic right like i yeah. think we have a very different dynamic you know than than i was even brought up with like mm -hmm. and i think my mom understands that now too you know like i it's it's an evolving um process but yeah it's it's not always easy no it's not it's not and so be understanding to the fact that your job is ultimately to understand as men that your wife is a reflection of you and her actions are a reflection of you her inactions 
are probably a reflection, well, most likely, 100% guaranteed to be a reflection of you. And so if there's a shortcoming, if there's maybe, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, a lot of men complain that their women spend too much money, right? Mm -hmm. My wife spends too much money. Well, do you have a vision for your home, right? Do you have a budget for your home? Have you actually sat down to talk about finances? What are you looking to try to accomplish your finances? Are you, okay, so if you don't have any of those things, then, then yeah, the problem is, is, is you, right? Because you haven't really sat down. So like that, that's so funny because like we're trying to go through this new software that it's a pain in the butt to learn. And, and my wife's like, Hey, have you, have you fixed the software yet? Have you kind of figured it out? I'm like, no, I'm still looking at it. Uh, and I have, I've, I've gone in, I look at it, but I haven't really dedicated three hours to it that I need to. And she's like, okay, well, what's the budget? And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, okay, well, I'm gonna go buy this until you tell me what the budget is. <laughs> because it is the it, it is the the lacking of my end to to kind of go in and 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 set what the standard is. And that's a reflection on me, not on her. All right. Uh number four, last thing. Always understand the principle that husbands mirror the role of Christ. Always remember that in all of our approaches, husbands mirror the role of Christ. That means how we dialogue, mm -hmm. the end goal, what our view is. Our view is not to control, right? Our job is not to control. Our job is not to, um, I don't know how to say it, but our job is not to manipulate, get our way, overbear, cut our wives off from from things that we don't like. That's not what Jesus does with us, right. right? Our job is to mirror the role of Christ. So Christ invites us, encourages us. He instructs us. There is a level of instruction yep. that does, and inclusive of the instruction, there is a type of reproof and reproach. Again, he doesn't reproof us like a worldly person does, but he does certainly say, hey, th this is just not an acceptable way to live right so there, there is a type of reproof please do not think that the role of the husband in the home does not include include reproofing it does it does it does include a type of rebuking but always remember biblical. it's biblical it's it's uh gentle in, in accordance to the fruit of the spirit yeah. um it's done with understanding and 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 it's not done to subjugate her, right. but it's done to invite her right into a rightness with God. So it's always with the idea of repentance. Okay. Um, and so I don't know if you have any comments to. No, to I mean to? I think you hit the nail on the head. I think I, I, you kind of cleared it up at the end. I, what I what I don't. I think we don't want um, people to come away with is this isn't a relationship or a role in a relationship that that is what you you think society is talking about like it's not what you just said which is you dictate you um this isn't like that type of relationship well i tell you what to do i'm the head so i tell you what to do and i think it's easy like in the church we've seen that mm -hmm. you know that men have done that because they don't understand the scripture and what it actually means or or they see scripture and mix it with their culture. Right. 
right? Yeah. So, so I have a culture or an experience yeah. like this, and then I read scripture, and, and I think, my oh. culture informs <laughs> me of what the scripture means. Exactly. Yeah. This Christ and his nature and the fruit of the spirit doesn't inform me. Right. But my culture does. Yeah. And that, that's been a big issue within the uh, Latin, Latin Yeah, the Latin community struggles with that. Yeah. I mean, women struggle with being feminist and trying to control, and men, you yeah. know, deal with being chauvinist. Yeah. And I think that's for us, because we're Latin, we've seen that play out in many people um, that have surrounded us. Mm -hmm. and And I think that's as a female and as a wife, I, when I read these scriptures and really dug in, like it, it shook me up because yeah. the implications to you as a wife, they're deep. Like, yeah, yeah I have to see you as my head. Yeah. Like, what does that actually look like? Yeah. And for me, for the longest time, you know, I come from a background of the man, you don't need a man, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you're independent, you are a go-getter, you're going to be successful. You're going to like all of those positive affirmations. Do you mean like those little memes you see on Facebook? Yeah. All of that, all of that was poured into me. Like, yeah. and I don't think it was with the bad intention, you know, no, it's to protect. It's to protect. Yeah. Right. Against the abusive man. Exactly. The man you're not supposed to marry. Right. Yeah. And I think, and that's where I was in the beginning saying society has plagued Satan. I mean, I'll say society. Satan has plagued the woman from the beginning of time that men are just out to control you and men are just out to dictate and, to you. And that has that and that that preconception, that judgment was the result of a man not meeting his role. Exactly. It's just all <laughs> again, cycle. it all it's a cycle. So, you know, I think yeah. for me, my my takeaway from this, I know you're talking to the men, but my takeaway is like for the ladies, like, don't read this with the lens of society's view on the husband. Yeah. You have to take off those lenses and put on the lenses of scripture because that's how yeah. you're going to be able to understand it and not take offense to it. Yeah. Because, yeah, because your walls are going to come you're up. So you're saying that I'm supposed to be abused? No. Are you saying no? <laughs> These no, are all no, things no, I've already no, said. No. Yeah, we've already confronted <laughs> we came with, that. Right. We've not, we've checked yeah. scratched off all of the all my of list this, of yeah. preconceived notions on yeah. this all right so let's get to the plan of action yeah. and here are the three things that i encourage you to do men and women if you're hearing this with your men or if you're hearing this without your man but encourage this process number yeah. one be intentional make the most of your time the days are evil make the most of them what does how that do mean? we do that yeah yeah Carlos? what does that mean be intentional <laughs> okay so stop wasting your time doing things apart from each other Number one, say, to the men. say no to things that distract you away from each other. Yeah. Okay. So only do things that cause you to be together. The more, the better. Yeah. Okay. So like my wife, when she can, like if she has to travel for work, she tries to get me in to go with her. Right. And so we try to find a way to make that work. Yeah. Um, uh, or like date if night. she has date nights. Um, but th those are the simple ones, date yeah. night. We should all have date nights. I'm talking about whenever possible. That means that if, you know, she's going to go to her mom's house and visit her mom, she tells me to come along with her. Mm -hmm. um, that means for me, if I'm going to plan something but it contradicts something with her, should I 
if I have room to reschedule it so that she can come, reschedule it. it. Yeah, yeah, make it happen. So be intentional. It's something even as simple, like this is something that we've even dealt with. Like I want, I want to go places. Like I want to show up to a place and be with you. Like even if it's the grocery store, yeah. like even if it's, you know, going target, yeah. like husbands be with your wives. Like, yeah. be, like, Oh, you can go. It's fine. Like, no, that is a time that you can talk. That's a time that you can spend with each other. That's a time where you can be with your, with your wife. Like, you can protect your wife. Like, do you realize sometimes like, especially nowadays yeah. with all the crap that's happening in yeah. this world and the kidnappings and the, this, like the violence, like you're, you need to see as a wife, you, I value that. Like, you know, I've told you times, sometimes we're like, you're like, I don't want to, I don't know if I want to go. I'm like, just come with me. Yeah. Like, it would make me feel so much better. Like I want to be, I want you, I don't want to go by myself. Right. You know? And like, that is, that's the key point. Yeah. The key point. Um, if you're a woman, you're listening to this and you have that situation, here's what not to say. All right, fine. I'll just go alone. Like I always do that. You actually want to be guilty of that. No, but you actually <laughs> want to present it the way that she just definitely said don't want to do that. You, you want to <laughs> say like, I really want you to be with me. Yeah. Right. And Man, then, I'm sure any husband that has a wife say that or like, of course, right. Here's like the point poo. though, because intimacy is just time together. Now, yeah. men, you have to be present. Right? right, it's not to be with your wife and on your phone, yeah. or fantasy football, or strolling through YouTube, or going on Amazon and buying things. Be present, even when you're going shopping. Like, go with her. Tell her what you like about the outfit she wants to try on, and yeah. what you don't like. You know, uh, give her feedback on those type of things. Be present with her. Be intentional. Number three, two. Number two. Excuse me. <laughs> Thank you. Ask how you are leading yourself. Do some internal reflection, man. How are you leading yourself? Forget your wife for a moment. Your personal conduct, your personal integrity and your character, holiness. your holiness. How are you leading yourself? Are you leading yourself? Are you transparent about some of the shortcomings? Have you taken an inventory of things that you're struggling with? Have you put things in its place to be successful? Are you planning to be successful or are you not planning and therefore failing? Yeah, I think also to add to that, I'm sorry to cut you off, but you have to have an accountability too. I think outside of your wife too. Mm. Like, yeah, you know, we submit to an, to each other. Obviously my role is to, um, you know, support you as well. If I see that you're stepping outside of, mm. of, you know, the boundaries. Right. But men have to surround themselves with other men, like mm. godly men, mm -hmm. not bad influences, mm -hmm. right? Not somebody who's going to take you to the strip strip club so you can Right. drown out your last, you know, blow up, you know, with your spouse. No, it's, do you have an, a, a group of men that you can go to, to say like, dude, I'm struggling with this. Absolutely. Or, you know, what does the scripture say about this? Like that. And, type and, of stuff. and the whole point of, of doing this, how are you leading yourself is, is because you're probably going to end up concluding with that. You yeah. know, maybe you're, you see yourself that you don't have men good quality men around you that are going to help you. Yeah. I used to have a friend, um, 
that he needed community so bad that he would um it, it, his decisions were driven so much by community that he would if he had a craving for something like let's say he wanted chocolate he couldn't just get up and go get chocolate or if he wanted a taco or he wanted something from chick-fil-a he didn't just get up and go get chick-fil-a he would tell me hey yo yeah you want chick-fil-a and if I said no, then he, he wouldn't go. But if I said yes, and I just made his day. <laughs> All right, no problem. I'm gonna go get Chick Fil A yeah. for both of us. Yeah. And so, and so, it, it's just some of us really thrive well in community with other men, and and this is so important. Uh, what Carla said, but in order to get there, you have to really do an analysis about your life and be honest about it. How are you leading yourself? You know, are you leading yourself to accountability or away from accountability? Yeah. Do you have anything in place? Are you being intentional? Or do you have moral failings? Are there things, are there sins producing destruction in your life? These are things you have to be you honest walking with, with the Lord. Are you walking with the Lord? Are you reading his word? Yeah. Are you going to church? And when you're going to church, are you really listening? These are all things. Mm -hmm. um, number three. This is the biggest one. I think that my wife would appreciate this. I think I added the, this one. The, this, no, actually, I, <laughs> Did I, you? Yeah, I made this I question. Know. This was like the bone I threw in to keep Carla engaged. It says, ask your wife her biggest burden and offer to assist. Yeah. I think that's it. If our job is to give ourselves to Christ, like Christ gave himself to this the is church. The, this is like the one thing I think wives slash mothers um would appreciate it's an actionable item if you didn't take anything away from what we said today on our actions yeah. do this one thing and i think it it may seem like something silly but the reality is it models the christ it models christ that's yeah. exactly what i was gonna say yeah you're sacrificing yeah. for your spouse you're gonna take something off of their plate yeah man you're gonna get and men i know you this is what you're not going to do because I'm guilty of this. <laughs> you know, my wife asked me, hey, can you clean the kitchen? And I wash the, you know, do the wash laundry, the wash the rugs, oh, uh, yeah. change the air filters. And I said, no, I, I, I helped you. I did all these things. She goes, no, no, no. I didn't ask you to do those other things. I asked <laughs> you to help me with the kitchen. So let me just say something, man. Literally, oh my gosh. ask your wife what you can do to relieve her from burden. And do that. what she's asked you yeah. to do. Don't add or take away to it, or at least add to it if you want. If you want to add to it, but, hey, that's great. But don't <laughs> take away anything that no. she's asked you to do for her. And here, here, here is the, the, the takeaway from that is that you will have begun to model Christ. But more importantly, you would have begun to understand the role of serving, yeah. loving, yeah. modeling Christ in your home. And then, of course, you know. You get rewarded after. You get rewarded after. You know what I'm saying, Chances guys? are you're going to get rewarded you know after. Saying? You know what I'm saying? Okay. All right. All right. So let's close in prayer, and then we'll close out um, today. And again, uh, guys, the only way we know that you're watching is. Like, share, follow, comment subscribe if you're on youtube anywhere that you see follow like subscribe yeah like those are the three that's the only way that, we know yeah and, then and we, comment please yeah. we would love um i mean these are live right yeah. so we will read your comments we will 
um, share, you know, anything that we, um, any questions that you guys have, like we will answer them, you know, to, to the best of our abilities here. Um, and, and it shows us that you're engaged, you know, that, that it's being, that this conversation is being helpful. Yeah. So it it is extremely important for us to hear from you. And then if you want to learn more about what we're trying to do, what, you know, what the collective is about, what mm-hmm. Patriot Collective. Um, this is the second season. The first season was all about political issues and church and issues theology. and theology yeah. issues. But go to our website, patriotcollective.biz, B-I-Z, mm-hmm. and, um, and learn a little bit about what we're trying to do. You know, if you're interested in coming on air with us and yeah, if mixing you, it up right, a little bit. If you're, you're married, yeah. you know, a couple and, and you want to join us, hey, We'd be yeah, more than happy more to the, have more the merrier. people on. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, reach out to us um, and, uh, and join in the fun. All right, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We pray, Lord, that um, anyone who's listening to this are edified and renewed men, that the men listening feel encouraged and loved, Lord, and that they um, get the support and honor that they deserve. Lord, we thank you for making us unique. We thank you for making us strong, logical, fact-based, Lord. We thank you for giving us strength and the desire to lead and, yes. and the desire to be cunning and, and, and even when we need to be firm and aggressive and that we know how to turn that on. But you also taught us, Lord, how to be gentle and, 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 and sensitive when we need to be, Lord. So help us fine-tune that and honor you. Help us to love our wives and, and, and model you. I thank you for their lives. We thank you for everyone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. See you next See week. See you next week. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.